People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 126 of the Motor City HDJ podcast. More of your questions answered. And yes, you've got questions, I've got answers. Thanks for joining me for another one. Of course, This one is all about making sure I get your concerns taken care of because there have been a lot of concerns since March of last year. We've been doing COVID now for a year and some change, and there have been a lot of concerns that we never thought we would have to think about. And so I want to address those today. I've compiled this list of questions from things you've asked me, things I found on the interwebs, just to kind of get an idea of what people are thinking of. So I'm going to talk about those things today. As always, do not forget my very good friends, the sponsor of this podcast, E2i Design. Find them on social media at E2i Design or directly on their website, E2iDesign.com. They're taking care of me, so why not? I'll mention them every single time. It's what I do. It's time for the podcast. Buckle up. Here we go. Well, of course, thanks for joining me. Welcome back. It's been a minute since the last one, but I've got a good one for you today. You kind of heard there in the teaser of uh, what we're going to talk about today. So I'm thankful you're joining me. Of course, with all of this COVID stuff, there are tons more questions that need answered. And like I said, I've scoured the internet to see what people are asking. And I'm going to answer a chunk of those questions here today. Some of you have asked me these questions, so hopefully I will answer those for you. Before we get to that, though, I have a couple of quick updates, a few things I want to share with you. As of April 13th, Motor City, I am now fully vaccinated for COVID-19. And I got to give a big shout out to the Rite Aid in Perry, Michigan, for getting me both rounds of the Moderna vaccine. Obviously, to my brilliant accountant and wife, Rosanna, for finding the Rite Aid in Perry, having availability for the vaccine. So aside from... Uh, minor injection site soreness, uh, wicked fatigue, uh, some body aches. I, I walked away relatively unscathed. I didn't have any of the hardcore symptoms that some people are experiencing with the COVID vaccine, but I am just excited to be part of hopefully slowing the spread of this awful virus. And so really, truly thankful that Uh, Again, the Rite Aid in Perry was able to accommodate me. Uh, Another exciting update to share. I am now officially ready to travel across Metro Detroit and the rest of the state. Thanks to my friends at LaFontaine Chevrolet of Dexter. Give them a quick shout out. Love the LaFontaine family. Robert Halfacre and his team over there put me into a brand new 2021 Chevy Equinox. And clearly the Malibu, (laughs) the 2007 Malibu I was driving definitely put in some miles. So I feel much better about getting out and about safely and quite frankly, just more comfortably. Uh, That's the most exciting part. It's got all the bells and whistles I need, right? So able to jam out and and it's, uh, you know, the built-in GPS, the things that everything comes with nowadays. So I'm excited about that. Obviously I've got more room for activities and hauling gear. So that's important. Website updates. I recently updated the website with a top 10 frequently asked question video there at MotorCityHDJ.com. Check that out if you haven't already. Really, it's for 
potential clients. So if you know of someone that's looking to book a DJ for their event, that FAQ video will definitely point them in the right direction and answering the most common questions that I get and hopefully putting their mind at ease with some of those things. Of course, the most important thing, uh, most important update, last but not least, this family here, the Motor City HDJ family itself, uh, waiting patiently for the arrival of our little Olivia. She should be here in about four weeks, and we are so thrilled to meet her. We just can't wait. I know Brianna, like I've mentioned this before, Brianna is so super pumped to be a big sister, and we could not be happier to be adding another little princess to this family. So Olivia will be here in about four weeks. Just keep us in your thoughts and your prayers, whatever you do. Uh, we just uh, pray for a, a healthy delivery of Olivia. With that, it is time to answer your questions. And I must preface all this by saying I have some concerns. And I'm concerned because the trend in Michigan with COVID and with cases and infections and all that surrounds that is moving backward. You're probably aware by now that Michigan has the highest number of total cases to date with no signs of slowing down. It's a big deal. It is concerning, but I am of the mind that we should hopefully, knock on wood, have it under control soon. I feel positive about it because we also, despite having a very high number of confirmed cases, we are also vaccinating people, and that number is increasing daily. So, of course, here's to hoping we can bring that, that case number down soon. And with that, these questions, again, I've, I want to say there's 13 of them that I was able to really compile from a few different sources. A majority of them came from the brides.com editors, but they happen to fall in line with the things that I've already been asked by you, my clients. And so you can definitely... Uh, reference these at brides.com. That's a great resource. Uh, again, just a, a way to put all these thoughts into one place. So as far as questions go, number one, how can I make my now smaller wedding still feel as fun as the bigger one we had planned? Well, I'll just tell you, some of the best parties I have ever played have been quaint and small in size. Truly, Size shouldn't matter when it comes to a party, right? Because it's all about the people at the party. So as far as Motor City HDJ is concerned, you've hired me to make that party fun, and that's what I'm going to do, right? So now that you've made your party a little smaller, maybe you can consider popping for, let's say, higher shelf booze or other little extras you wouldn't have purchased with a bigger wedding, right? So I'm going to bring the tunes. You just need to cherish the moment. Consider that a way to maximize your event. A smaller wedding means now you can take money and put it in different areas. You know, maybe you go for a custom-made event fa or party favor or something like that. Like I said, top shelf booze or uh, maybe a, a higher quality meal than you would have considered before. So don't worry about the fun because I'm going to do that part for you. You just cherish the moment and make it work for you. Next question, uh, when should we estimate a final headcount for the wedding? So this isn't necessarily my forte, but from what I know about this part of the process, some type A folks like myself <laughs> want to get it done and out of the way early. And that's fine. You know, you, you've, you're planning an event. It feels good to just get things out of the way. 
But things are changing right now. It's very volatile as far as will we, won't we, things like that. And I've heard of couples locking down the count months before, which would normally be okay. But like I said, as we still deal with COVID's uncertainty and, and changing conditions on the daily, it's tough to do that sometimes. So the best thing to remember is that until you're about a month out, that head count is a very wild guess. Just remember, you know, keep us your event team, keep us updated on your numbers so we can plan accordingly. In my case, usually I would need to know that because I might need to bring more sound with me. Now, <laughs> back when we were still partying with you know, uh, just filling the the room with bodies. You know, I, I did have a few weddings with 300 people. Oh, I've had, you know, again, we've talked about the proms and stuff. I've had 1,500 person events. And when you do things like that, you're definitely going to need more sound. So in the case of a prom, I'm going to need three to four subwoofers, four, you know, main sound systems. I mean, it's a lot of work to put into a 1,500 person event. Now, 300 person event, you know, similarly, you need maybe a subwoofer, a little more, um, reinforcement there. But with a smaller wedding, uh, you don't really need to plan that way. But even still, just keep us as your event team updated on the numbers so that we can make those plans accordingly. If I don't need as much sound, then I won't bring as much sound if I have a smaller wedding versus a bigger wedding. So, uh, And that could be the amount of food for your uh, caterer or it could be a bigger cake for your baker or what have you. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, next question. Is it okay to ask guests if they will be fully vaccinated before the wedding? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't try to force everyone's hand at getting the vaccine, but it's not out of place to ask if they have been. Right? I mean, this this will give you a better idea about hosting your event safely. Because with these two-stage vaccines, you have to remember, most people need three to four weeks between shots. And then after that, they still need two weeks to be fully prepared to live with, you know, their vaccination status. I know with me, right, I had the Moderna vaccine, so it was round one and then four weeks. And now I am in a holding pattern for two weeks before I just go out into the world without a mask on to be fully prepared. Not that I would anyway, but you get the drift. So I know I think Pfizer's at three weeks and then a one week turnaround. So, you know, I, I took the safe course of action by doing the safer, safest, I should say, course of action by doing Moderna, uh, which is the four week between each shot and then the two week safety period before you're you know fully prepared. So it's not it's not out of uh, it's not out of order to ask your guests to be fully vaccinated. I think the more you can do to be prepared for this. Uh, again, I've talked about this ad nauseum that we are going to live with this forever. This is not something that just came and went. Just like the flu, it will be around for a very, very, very long time. COVID will exist forever. Coronavirus, as we know, exist, but this specific version of a coronavirus, COVID-19, this specific variant will exist forever. So how do we do that safely from now on? We get vaccinated. There's no harm in asking your guests to be fully vaccinated. Next question, will we see RSVP only by proof of vaccination become a thing? I mean, it's it's possible. You know, again, this is tricky to do. You obviously want this awesome party and you want to do it safely now that the world has changed drastically thanks to COVID. Obviously, the safety of you and your guests should be a priority 
And now that most states have opened up vaccination to everyone, it wouldn't be far-fetched to have your guests show proof of vaccination. Uh, legitimately, we just, I mean, literally yesterday, I'm recording this right on April 17th, so this was yesterday, Friday the 16th, um, you know, ordered one of those little vaccination card holders. Uh, if I need to carry it around and wear it on my neck, sure, people need to know that I'm vaccinated to feel comfortable. Absolutely. I'm going to do whatever I can because I am a presence, right? I am up front, in front of people, rather, uh, leading the charge for your event. They may need to know or want to know that I'm vaccinated. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. As far as showing proof of vaccination, I mean, you know, why not ask for it while you mail out the invites? Have them check off a box like you would something else. If you want them to prove it, sure. You know, have them send you a screenshot or what have you. As far as your invites go, with that, you know, mail them when you're ready. And, and of course, uh, not only in asking for the status of their vaccination, but also Maybe think about including a card or note that says you're keeping an eye on the status of things surrounding COVID. And if you have the ability to, maybe you give them a link to just like one central place where you'll keep everyone updated online. Of course, I know for grandma so-and-so or aunt so-and-so, I don't really use a computer. Well, of course, you can just call them and let them know what's going on. But yeah. Your invitation should be the place where you can say, hey, listen, we would love for you to uh, just verify with us if you've been vaccinated or not. You know, don't force people into it necessarily. But, yeah, there's definitely nothing wrong with making that RSVP by proof of vaccination only. Absolutely. And we kind of just addressed that in the last couple questions. So that's a big deal. Make sure you're doing that in, in the invitations, maybe, like I said, including a box where they can note that. Uh, giving them a resource where they can go to keep updated on the status of things surrounding COVID. Next up, restrictions are changing a lot. How far out should we send our invites? Speaking of invitations, well, a lot of the wedding planning experts out there are suggesting no less than six weeks. COVID and its restrictions we know are changing frequently. It seems daily, even by the hour in some cases and places. But even with all we know, there's still a lot that is unknown. And a month and a half allows you a little more time to adjust your headcount or change your plans if needed. So again, this is just for invitations, no less than six weeks. The more, the merrier, you know. If you're that type A planner like me and you're doing this a year out, well, maybe that's a little too soon, you know, but to do it like four weeks before is a little lofty. I think you want to give yourself more time to send out invitations and get that idea, at least a rough idea of how many people would be interested in attending your event. Next question kind of goes along with that. How much earlier should couples be booking vendors with all this craziness? Well, listen, I'm I'm getting a lot, I mean, and I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm already getting calls for events in 2023. There are some couples who just don't trust this thing, and I don't blame them one bit. If you are listening to this and you're one of those and you're debating on when to book your event team, definitely debate no more. I will say with conviction and certainty that booking your vendors a year to a year and a half out is becoming the norm thanks to COVID. I do know a few wonderful clients of mine that I, oh, let's see here. I want to say I booked one right around Thanksgiving of like 2017 and then it didn't end up playing the event until mid-2019. 
So things like that are possible. It's okay. Hey, the more time, the merrier to plan, but definitely book your vendors right now. Get your vendor and event team at least a year to a year and a half out. It, it is becoming the norm, like I said, because COVID has just changed the game here. Do not hesitate. All right. And I promise you, this is not a sales pitch. You may get beat to the punch if you wait too long to make a decision. And there have been some of you that I have talked to that have chosen other folks for your event team, and that's fine. I don't have to book every event. I'd love to, but <laughs> I get it. I'm My style and maybe my price point or uh, my services aren't what you're looking for, and that's totally okay. But do not wait. You may and probably will get beat to the punch if you wait too long to make a decision. Okay. Next question. Our wedding is in November of this year. Should we still plan for COVID? My feeling? Yeah, you should. And until recently, I would have told you that we would relatively be in the clear for fall weddings thanks to the vaccine rollout. But of course, after seeing these discouraging numbers in Michigan recently, I, I would say anything is possible. And in theory, fall weddings should have been able to happen safely. But this new COVID variant spreads quicker, uh, albeit with a less deadly effect or a less deadlier effect, if that's what we're trying to say here for my, <laughs> my English folks out there. Um, yeah, this new COVID variant is spreading faster with a less, of, uh, less of a deadly effect. So it's making people sick, but it's not proving to be as mortal as the other one was or, or showing a, a higher mortality there. Uh, and, and just remember that any gathering, no matter the size, anything, doesn't matter, five people at a holiday, 50 people, 500 people can be a super spreader event if we're not careful. And with fall weddings, you don't always have the luxury of having the event outdoors unless we get a guaranteed freak heat wave. Uh, you know, last year we kind of got lucky, had that, had that late, late summer, as it were. Uh, you know, it is likely that you should still anticipate mask requirements, you know, socially distanced dancing, temperature checks, all of the accoutrements that come with this COVID thing. And I know it's not easy to swallow, but every one of these measures will protect you, your guests, and your event team. Okay, so as far as, you know, moving forward into the fall, nothing is certain. That's basically what I can tell you there. Nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is certain. We'll just have to see how it goes. Next question. Will micro weddings be here to stay in 2021? And I'll keep rolling with the anything is possible motif here. I absolutely believe anything and everything is possible. I think COVID placed significance on this idea of safety in smaller numbers. The micro wedding, believe it or not, the smaller weddings can actually be more special, right? Think about this. I talked about this, you know, just a few questions ago, but with a micro wedding, instead of just inviting people to celebrate you because you want this big party, you're actually just now surrounded by people that you care <laughs> about being there. Let's get real. The reality of a wedding is nine times out of 10, you have a list of people that you want to invite. And then you have to double that list because of plus ones, spouses, children, the list can go on there, right? So now by dialing it back, you're actually surrounded by people that you actually care about being there. Having said that, I, I will repeat that I I feel like we're not too far out 
to returning to the way we partied in 2019 and earlier. So again, do what's best for you. It's your day. Of course, if you do have to cut people out of the guest list, I mean, why not? Here's an idea. Literally cut them out too. You follow? If you're cutting them out of the guest list, maybe cut them out in reality. Do the stadium and arena thing, you know? Do the life-size cutout, right? <laughs> and put the life-size cutouts in the chairs. I know there are uh, places you can do that relatively inexpensive. But yeah, why not do the stadium and arena thing and then place those life-size cutouts of your guests where they would have been sitting? I mean, that's fun, and it's a, it's a fun way to have them there in spirit, right? So I know it's not fun to have to uninvite people, but obviously with all of this going on, your guests should totally understand why they didn't make the cut. I'm sure they'll be bummed, but they love you and they all want what's best for you. We all want what's best for you. Try that. I would love to see I would love to see some of you do that with the cutouts. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be really really cool. Uh, next question, are there any other popular wedding trends we should count on this year? Well, I can tell you just from a few clients that I've already talked with about their weddings, it's looking like the black tie and evening gown party may be decreasing in popularity thanks to all of us wearing pajamas for the last year. You know, <laughs> I expressed this on another on another one of the episodes where I have my um, my daytime pajamas and then my nighttime pajamas, right? So <laughs> I've got my work pajamas, got my consultation pajamas, and I've got my nighttime pajamas. So i got my dinner pajamas, my breakfast pajamas. So, yeah, I think we're going to see the black tie and evening gown thing kind of uh, wane in popularity for a little bit at least. Not that we're all going to show up to weddings in robes and slippers, but you get the point. I mean, couples are, are gravitating already toward more relaxed, casual parties with the focus being on fun instead of formalities. And, you know, switching to the formal stuff after this last year is just unnatural. You're right. It's just, it doesn't really feel natural after a year of being in running pants and athletic shorts to just go back to wearing a shirt, tie, or a dress. So uh, I believe and I feel, based on what I'm hearing already from my clients, that weddings will be focused more on fun and booze and food. You know, dancing may be limited at certain venues, but all you need is good music, you've got me, and good company, you've got your guests, and you've got yourself a party there. So I think that'll work that way. I definitely think you'll see a little bit more of a, a relaxed atmosphere this year uh, moving forward. So next question, how far in advance do we need to decide if we have to postpone again? Man, this is a tough one to answer. But with COVID restrictions and situations changing so quickly, it really is hard to pinpoint when that time will be. And if you want to be super helpful to your guests and your event team, you'll make this decision at least three to six months before what would have been your actual date. See, what's going to happen is it'll give you just enough time to change your plans, scale back, and notify everyone with plenty of time to spare. Uh, I, I think the reality here is if, if you wait until, let's say, six weeks before, then that's definitely too late, okay? And, and make sure you have a backup plan in place. If, if your event happens to be one out of town or massive just in size and scope of what you're trying to do, you'll probably want to make this decision more than six months in advance. Okay, keep in mind, larger events have many more moving pieces. 
And if you do have to postpone, get that message out however you can quickly. Don't delay. Email it. Phone call. Post it on Facebook. Tweet it. Put it on Instagram. Your story. Snapchat. Whatever you're using, do it. Okay, years ago, and I think this is still the case over at Rocket Mortgage when it was, well, I was, where was it, Quicken Loans, uh, used to have a saying, an ism that the company revolves around, which is that good and bad news should travel fast and tell it like Forrest Gump. Rip off the Band-Aid. Don't delay. Get the news out there. Keep it simple. Let people know what's going on. Okay, knowing when to postpone, I get it, can be tricky, but just remember Pay attention to state and federal guidelines. That should be your guide here. I've, I've been getting the phone calls of people like, well, we think this could happen. No, no, no. Give yourself a little more time there. I, I, it's it's nerve-wracking. I totally understand. But until we know, until the state or the, you know, the CDC has said, this is what we have to do, this is what we should consider, you know, just keep those guidelines in mind, okay? And obviously, if you are considering postponing for your peace of mind, it may not be a bad idea to reach out to your event team and ask them to place a courtesy hold on a second date. I know I was doing that for some of my clients that needed to reschedule, and some took advantage, right? Others just stuck it out. But the one thing I will say about that is keep in mind that with us, people like DJs, photographers, videographers, dates are our inventory. It, it costs money to us to hold a date indefinitely. If I'm holding a date for you, I've got to pull it off the calendar for someone else. So remember that dates are our inventory. If you're going to make a decision, do it swiftly. We want to work with you. We want to be flexible. We definitely don't want to lose you as a client. But if you're going to postpone, keep that in mind. Okay? Keep that in mind. Tell that, like, like I said, good and bad news travels fast and tell it like Forrest Gump. Next question. We've been engaged almost two years now. Isn't that too long? Well, who says it has to be? The idea that there is this perfect pie in the sky, wine and roses, head in the clouds timing for all of these major life events is absolutely absurd. My feeling is that you should always do what's right for the two of you, okay? Yes, it would have been nice to have this event last year when you originally planned. Yes, this last year has felt like six. <laughs> yes, some couples have shorter engagements, but truly, you make the rules about your journey. Do not worry ever about what other people are doing, okay? Do what makes you happy. Think about this. The longer you're engaged, the more time you'll have to enjoy that phase of your relationship and in planning your wedding, right? Just remember that I mean, the more time you let these things simmer, the better your chances are at getting maybe a better event date or a better team. And if you are going to ride it out, just make sure you're spreading out the love with pre-wedding stuff like bridal showers, bachelor, bachelorette parties, all those things that go along with it. Don't clump everything into one month and then be left waiting for the next year because you already did this stuff, right? It doesn't make sense to do those things. Just keep that excitement going. But no, your DJ thinks... It is totally okay for you to do whatever is right for you and your in your relationship. Don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Do what's right for you. The next question kind of ties along. Speaking of engagements, we just got engaged during COVID. Where should we start planning? Well, first off, congratulations. You're absolutely crazy for planning a wedding during a pandemic, but good on you. <laughs> I say that in jest, of course. Absolutely excited for every one of you that has contacted me during 
this last year and some change to plan your event. I'm thrilled that you've considered me and Motor City HDJ to share your big day with you. Yes, you are crazy to do it during a pandemic, but you are wonderfully crazy to do it during a pandemic. There's no way that COVID was ever going to slow down love. So way to go for tackling this thing head on and not letting it ruin your fun. Okay. So first off, I want to say congratulations. Secondly, the biggest in my mind, really, it all comes down to where you live, right? If you're listening to this, chances are we're doing this thing here in Michigan. And I know here in Michigan, right, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services has done a very good job at staying transparent with guidelines and restrictions. Obviously, you can find all the information on their website. Uh, they update it regularly. I think it's like michigan.gov slash MDHHS or something to that effect. The CDC has also tried to keep us posted on what the federal uh, idea of this should be. And they provided us new research and given us information on uh, vaccine trials and things like that. Obviously, a big deal with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and the fact that some women are experiencing blood clots, right? So, you know, they're clearly very transparent about this whole thing. It's very important that we stay safe with all of this. Now, having said that, you probably want to think of doing an outdoor wedding. And in my opinion, this is probably the safest option for everyone right now. And I know what you're thinking. Can't outdoor weddings be super expensive? Well, yeah. <laughs> Any wedding can have a huge price tag if you let it, but it doesn't have to. And I know that having an indoor event uh, at a venue that will allow you to have that party indoors, sometimes it can be more cost effective, right? Because they're including all of what you're doing in the price of what you pay. You go to a certain venue, they're going to say it's going to cost this much per plate because they're figuring in the cost of alcohol, of food, the, you know, the overhead to keep the lights on, electricity and all those things that they do to price out how much it will be to have your wedding there. But consider too, some venues actually have an outdoor option and you may find yourself hosting your, your outdoor event. If you do an outdoor event and you're not doing it at a venue, then yeah, you may find yourself hosting your outdoor event completely DIY. And there's nothing wrong with that. We know the science shows us that outdoors in a wide open, airy space, that's the safest place to be. So think big estates or gardens, you know, huge backyards, you know, rooftop decks, if you can get to a place like that. Just remember that all of us vendors, all we want to do right now is host an event and we want to do it safely. There are many caterers, bakers, florists, DJs, photographers, videographers. I can keep going. They're all struggling after this last year. I've talked about it before. Luckily, I'm not going anywhere. As a one-man operation, it makes things a little easier when there's very, very, very little overhead. And we will do just about anything to get and keep the business. So keep that in mind, all right? As far as outdoor events go, or just the event in general, you know, where should you start planning? I mean, consider the venue. That's probably where you're going to want to start. A few more questions here. As we round the corner, how do we ask for a refund over a canceled wedding? Well, this is the question I don't want to answer, but I'm going to because that's the kind of guy that I am. None of us in this industry, I just touched on it, none of us in this industry ever want to lose business. The idea of canceling an event is the biggest nightmare we will ever face. We were looking forward 
to working with you to make your event special. And then now we've got to, we've just got to cancel outright. Consider that, I mean, anytime you cancel an agreement or contract you've signed, there are the little pieces that go with this here. You've signed an agreement with someone. You're definitely going to want to review what it says about your retainer. Okay. My biggest piece of advice with that, as far as asking for a refund, review what it says about your retainer. Some people call it a deposit. I will tell you that because of COVID, I actually had to restructure my agreement to phrase it in such a way to make it make more sense for us, uh, for me, at least um, Motor City HDJ. 99% of the time in this industry, myself included, I've talked about this ad nauseum, the retainer is non-refundable. And remember, a retainer is an amount of money you pay up front to secure the services of a professional that they will render at a future time. So in my case, luckily, I'm not just going to take the money and run. My case says that heaven forbid you have to cancel or reschedule on a date that I'm not available. That retainer holds true. And you can use that toward a date when I am available. Obviously, you just pay the balance. It's like nothing ever happened. We just move the date to a date that I am available because I don't want to lose your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So consider as well that in, in most cases, if you've paid a vendor in full, you will usually be able to ask for that portion less the non-refundable retainer. You'll be able to ask for that back. Uh, that's the case with me at least. So as far as asking for a refund is concerned, really the only time you would, with me, uh, be able to ask for a refund is if you are canceling, you've paid in full. Well, obviously, I'm not going to keep the money for a part that I haven't even done yet. But yes, the retainer is the cost of securing my services for your event. And then if you have paid up above and beyond that, absolutely, I will refund that portion to you that I have not earned yet. Okay. And, and I'll say it again, of course, postpone, postpone, postpone. You went to all the trouble to find this amazing team of people to work for you on your big day. You are going to want to keep us. We obviously don't want to fail at giving you the wedding you've dreamed of. I mean, you deserve to have it happen. So don't lose out by canceling. Postpone. All right. couple more questions here. Should we still have a wedding party? like bridesmaids and groomsmen. Uh, well, that's completely up to you, but safety is paramount. And this whole thing is about slowing the spread of COVID and, and trimming your numbers may not be a bad idea. And I think we've all learned that through this, less can definitely be more. Maybe instead of having that wedding party up there with you, have them support you from up in the stands, right? Put them in the first couple rows and you, know, you make that ceremony a little more intimate for you and your partner. So as far as having your wedding party up there with you, keep them down with everybody else. Of course, they still get gussied up or what have you. Now, as far as that's concerned, you know, you can also consider hair and makeup, getting ready. Obviously, it's fun to spend the morning getting dolled up, uh, drinking mimosas, tossing back beers with the boys. But it may be time to focus on just doing what is necessary to get ready. Plus... The tough part, it helps with social distancing. So, yeah, it may be all right to cut back the numbers as far as a wedding party is concerned. You may just ditch it all together or you may just have everyone get ready on their own and then join you. But um, that is definitely something to consider. So finally, most important question I've been asked recently, what's the best way to enjoy dancing with social distancing expectations? So, yeah, I was getting this one a lot and... 
you know, first and foremost, the the idea, the the obvious answer here is to just wear a mask, right? They work. It's clearly not the most fun thing to do, but when everyone is bought in, it works. As a reminder, the science shows, and I'm not the scientist, I'm just, listen, this is what I know to be true, thanks to being the brother and cousin of some nurses in my family, all right? The term you need to know is blood oxygen saturation. Nurses are going to call it a SAT, an O2 SAT, right? The science shows us that even while wearing a mask, a person's blood oxygen saturation shouldn't dip any lower than 97%, which is totally healthy and totally okay, okay? Uh, I went to the doctor not too long ago. It was a few weeks ago for my physical, uh, just to check up with my doctor. And wearing a mask, blood oxygen saturation, 98%. Folks, I'm still here to talk to you about it. So if you're worried about passing out, maybe don't dance so hard, okay? <laughs> you know, cut back on that wobble, all right? If you think it's, if you think it's going to happen, hey, don't do it, <laughs> all right? Keep that mask on. Let's protect each other. Uh, secondly, as far as enjoying dancing with social distancing expectations, having vaccinated guests will help, right? Masks plus the vaccine, it's just a recipe for success. The more safeguards we have in place, the better off we are. Every opportunity to slow the spread is one step closer to getting back to the normal that we knew in 2019, okay? The masks with the vaccine, they work. It's a recipe for success. Finally, and actually I'm sharing this, I believe it was Ashley of Smitten Mitten Photography. She shared this on her Instagram story a while ago, but I wanted to share it with you. She shared this video of an event at the Disney Yacht Club. And of course, don't forget to check her out, smittenmittenphotography.com. You're welcome, Ashley. Uh, the Disney Yacht Club, They uh, what they do, something interesting here, they will break their dance floor into four panel sections. I don't know how big those panels are. I want to say they're two feet by two feet square. So it's big enough that you could pretty much fit at least one table of people on a section of dance floor. And I think those tables are now like eight to a table instead of 10 or 12 or what have you. So each, truly, so each table just dances on their own section of dance floor. And of course, this assumes that each table has come from their own quarantine pod, right? I thought it was a nifty idea. It lets me do what I get to do and, and, and enjoy doing. It lets you do what you came there to do. So everyone still gets to have fun in their own way. I, I understand it may not be possible in every situation at every venue, but it may not be a terrible idea to try to make it happen. So as far as um, social distanced dancing expectations, yeah, those are a few things you could try there. Obviously, the biggest takeaway from that, wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't worry about your blood oxygen saturation. You're not going to pass out unless that's something that you've been dealing with. Uh, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. And that is it. Hopefully, more of your questions were in there and I was able to answer. Obviously, I am so grateful and thankful to you for tuning in as always. And, um, you know, housekeeping stuff. Yeah, don't forget to check out the only sponsor of the podcast, E2I Design, on their social media there at E2I Design, Facebook and Instagram, or their website, E2IDesign.com. And I'm going to try to do this next episode relatively soon because next week, I believe, 
is Alzheimer's Volunteer Appreciation Week. I'll be back to talk to a couple of volunteers of the Michigan chapter of the Alzheimer's Association, really to discuss what they're doing to advance the work of that cause. So I'm going to get with a couple of them, have them share their experiences and how you can get involved, of course. And as always, you can find me on social media at MotorCityHDJ or online at MotorCityHDJ.com. Thank you again. Remember, just love each other and be kind, and I'll talk to you again soon. 